honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Potterman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Podbean, Stitcher, Double Twist. This one, that one, that one, this one. You get the idea. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Kind of a dark gray day. The sun was poking through. That was when the Wolves uh, got a win this past week, but then against the Bucks. But other than that, it's been a little bit on the cloudy side. But at least the Wolves are very, very, very competitive in all three games. Three games to review, three games to preview. The Wolves go one and two. Didn't you just know it? Yep, right when the schedule gets tougher, and then it's like, yeah, then we lose a few games. So, ah, it is what it is. I mean, it would have been really nice to beat the Dallas Mavericks. I don't like the Mavericks. I, I don't like the Mavericks. I, I never really have, honestly. Maybe way back in the early 90s, I was okay with them. It was kind of fun. Kind of an innocent little rivalry. The two last-place teams in the early half of the 90s, Wolves and Mavericks, had some epic battles with them. And then all of a sudden, they got much better. Or, like, we got better first. And then we didn't do anything with our, you know, improvements. We didn't actually win playoff series. And then Dallas got better and leapfrogged us. So, kind of, yeah, it's just typical Minnesota in that fashion when it comes to Minnesota sports. Sorry for being a dork, but let's take care of business as we head forward. We're heading almost into the month of April already. Can you believe it? Next week, I'll be previewing the three. Yeah, I'll be previewing the games for next week as I'm reviewing them next week. (laughs) We'll be previewing the month of April and wrapping things up with five games. Just to put it all in one lump uh, podcast, might as well do that as we head into the postseason. Who will be playing and all that? Well, well, we'll find out. But right now, it looks like we might be stuck in the seventh seed. Hopefully, Timberwolves can take care of business versus the Dallas Mavericks tonight. I did predict a split, and it's maybe we'll see. It's it's heading that way. I, I got to think the Wolves end a little two-game losing skid here after an amazing uh, four-game winning streak, taking care of business against undermanned or under-talented teams or whatever the heck is going on in L.A., which I don't know who understands that. Trying to get to the Milwaukee game, but things are not responding. Okay, now they did. Timberwolves end up winning 138-119. No Giannis, no Giannis, 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 whatever his name is. The Greek freak, he didn't play in the game. And his name is mentioned two times for some reason. His brother played, though. His brother played and got 10 points off the bench. Cool. In a garbage time fourth quarter, but, well, it is what it is. Just a fun, entertaining game. The Wolves kind of took care of business, which is nice. Nothing all too crazy, except for <laughs> except for Patrick Beverly and George Hill kind of getting at it and a free, at the free throw. Uh, well, 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 a free throw was being shot anyway. Uh, they kind of were positioning against each other, and it got into a shoving match a bit. It actually started with Ibaka, and then Hill and Beverly both got ejected from the game. Ibaka was a bit pissed off at, t- at the time as well. One thing with this show, it seems like, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns has been getting in foul trouble a lot again. Not so much in this game, but the next two. This was kind of an easygoing, not-so-bad type of night. It wasn't the most exciting game you ever saw, but the Wolves, basically, they made their shots, 51% from the floor, 
22 of 47, 22 three-pointers. Um, again, they might want to up their little number, maybe to 16 or something, unless they're gonna, unless they enjoy giving away beef and cheddars every day. That'd be Arby's. Maybe they do because their hope is that you will buy more in the process. I think I mention that every week. I'm sorry. It's just funny because it's like too easy now. Uh, if the Wolves don't make 12 threes, it's like what the hell is that? What a terrible game! Like, or they they shot terrible. It's usually a real ugly one, but lately we haven't had too many of those. Again, a nice, solid, fun night. Anthony Edwards showing a bit of his form again, over 50%, and he made 5 of 10 from downtown. Very, very nice night for uh, Anthony Edwards. And Carl Anthony Towns, similarly, half of his shots. DeAndre Russell, half of his shots. Pretty cool. Uh, it just felt, it was just a fun night. Torian Prince, 14 off the bench. And Reed, 14 off the bench. And again, guys, just, uh, again, uh, multiple players shooting over 50% in this game, except Beasley was only made one-third of his shots, but... Oh, well, it is what it is. And Beverly and Hill getting ejected, so Beasley and Noel got more minutes. Noel didn't shoot that great, but he still wound up with 10 points on 11 shots, but that's because he didn't get to the free throw line or anything. Anthony Edwards, some breakaway dunks in this game. Overall, beautiful. Looks like Anthony Edwards is going to the Afro look now, um, where last year it was like a sub-Afro as he was a rookie, kind of like the Andrew <coughs> Wiggins look at times when he was younger. Andrew Wiggins, he had kind of a sub-Afro now it's becoming more of a full afro because it's getting bigger. Uh, he had it in braids most of the season, as most of you know. Anthony Edwards, anyway. Of course, no Jaden McDaniels. Hopefully he'll be back in time for the postseason. A lot like a certain point guard that plays in Northern California who helped cost me a uh, championship this year. Yep, because, you know, there's the auto draft, and he was amazing all season. Even though I hate his guts, he was amazing all season and helped my team be in the top three all year. I know nobody cares about my fantasy team, and I apologize. I'll just be super quick here. But, yep, then he has the foot injury, and I stupidly, idiotically on Monday, somehow, someway, left Patrick Beverly on the bench, <laughs> and he had an amazing game. It certainly wasn't this one, uh, but it was, uh, I forget what game that was now. Oh, yeah, that was against the Mavericks. Yeah, he had an amazing game. The Mavericks, like an NBA jam, amazing night, and he was on the bench. So, yeah, I got beat in the first round by a fifth-place team. And last year, I was the fifth-place team, and I won the title. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Sucks. Sucks. Oh, boy, time flies. <laughs> I was celebrating a championship already, like, little, well, it was a little over a year because the schedule's different. Nice to know the NBA is completely back on schedule again. NBA draft is June 23rd. I um, thought I'd mention that today. NBA draft is on June 23rd. I'm just so happy to have things back at the normal time, and I don't even have to wear a mask at work anymore. I mean, it's just beautiful. And all is well with the Wolves, at least for this night. 138-119. The Wolves take care of business in a comfortable fashion. A bit of garbage time in the second half, and that's fine. You know, guys get to rest a little bit. Nobody had, like, 35 minutes or anything. Uh, nice. Just very nice. Anthony Edwards hopefully getting healthier again, getting his knees rested as much as possible. You got to see Jake Lehman, Nathan Knight, and Josh Akogi, and Leandro Bromero, and, okay, those just those guys. Um... So that's how that went. Just a nice, positive night. Anthony Edwards, really nice shooting night. And it was a lot of fun taking care of business versus the Bucks. other than that nasty technical situation with, uh, yeah, Patrick Beverly, George Hill, and Serge Ibaka. Serge was surging in anger anyway. And there's that game, the 21st in Dallas. It ended up being low scoring because the Wolves missed 100 million layups in the game. Thank you very much. Just make a couple layups, we win. I mean, just do the math. Though, I don't know if Dallas would have made up for it, but, but make a couple layups, we win the game. 
just like a certain field goal kicker in 1998. Just make the damn kick. We're up by 10. The Falcons can't come back from that at that point. There wasn't enough time left. We'll go to the Super Bowl, and who knows? At least you have a chip chair and a chance. At least you're there. At least you're there instead of watching. Eh, make a layup, please. Just, just, please. Just, just make a layup. That's, that's all I'm asking, guys. Make a freaking layup. And they didn't, and the Wolves just struggled all night. Couldn't even make 40% of their shots. But you'll still get your beef and cheddars. 13, 13 threes made. It's just funny. Uh, a night like this. I mean, and of course, the Wolves almost won the game. That's what's kind of sad. I mean, the Wolves should have won this game. Doing well. Dallas surged, took a big lead. The Wolves made a nice comeback, but then couldn't finish. Couldn't finish on many attempts during the course of the entire game, basically, off and on throughout the whole night. I mean, Torrey Prince won it with 16 attempts and 17 points. It's just crazy, you know, because of all the misses. All the misses in the game. D'Angelo Russell, 6 of 16. That sounds familiar. I just said that. Patrick Beverly, 2 of 10. Okay, this is not the game where he had a. That was the week before. I wasn't this week. This is this week. I'm in the fifth place game. Ooh, I'm in the fifth place game this week. What do you think of that? <laughs> it's like a piece of. It'd be like an invisible. It'd be like a piece of paper or like a sky blue colored ribbon. Participant. Good job. Oh, no, fifth place. Sorry. It's like a white ribbon back in the day. It's a white ribbon. Ooh. But at least you're a fifth out of like 35 kids or something uh, in track and field, then, yeah, which did happen. So at least I got one of those. That was on one of the jumps, actually. So, yeah. We'll move on where I need to be. <laughs> it's just funny. I got a fifth place ribbon if I win the game this week. So it was last week where Beverly had a really good Monday and I, it ruined everything and Curry's damn foot injury. And now, yeah, you know, obviously, same thing with, uh, oh, yeah, and what's his name's on my team, too? Jade McDaniels. That doesn't help either. So. Yeah, amazing how that could happen just in time for the postseason, and you're you're done. Oh, isn't that wonderful? You had a great great season. You were good all year, adding all the right pieces, putting the lineup together. Oh, sorry, we're not going to play the last three weeks or so. You're screwed. Uh, that's fantasy sports for you. I better get off that. Sorry. Jared Vanderbilt seems to be returning back to form, generally speaking, but not so much in this game. Got into foul trouble. Uh, I feel like felt just like a, it was a frustrating game. You you gotta make your layups, please make your layups. God, uh, I mean, I don't know. Anthony Edwards five of thirteen. He was just kind of okay. He had his good moments. At least he got to the free throw line, and that's been Chris Finch's conversation. If uh, Anthony Edwards can draw more contact as he's driving to the rim rather than trying to get cute on layup attempts, this one and especially the Phoenix game. It was especially after the Phoenix game, but I'm bringing it up here, too. Just generally speaking, at least he got to the free throw line a little bit. Six of seven, and back Patrick Beverly, three of eight from the free throw line. Again, again, you lose by two points, and you miss five free throws? Jeez, man. Jeez. I mean, it just do the math right there. Five free throws missed by the same guy on only eight attempts. I mean, and he's a reliable guy, and he shot two of ten, Patrick Beverly. Oh, temper, temper, mon capitan. Yep, it's always always getting mad at somebody. But obviously, I love the guy. I I wish he I hope he plays here for forever. I hope he's Udonis Haslam for the Timberwolves. Like he's still here when he's just like 41 years old, just like Jimmy Butler, uh, just like when Jimmy Butler and and uh, Eric Spolstra, who's you know, put it this way, if it's between Spolstra and Butler, I'll keep Spolstra 10 out of 10 times. You know, as as good as Butler is, he's a really good player. But he's an ass. He's an all-time ass. He, he single-handedly tore this team to pieces while, while the, in a short time he was here. Got his coach slash president of basketball fired, regardless of how you feel about Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. But ah, I better get off it. But I, I was just, I, all I wrote was cut him when I saw that. 
Yeah, most of you probably have an idea what that is. Those of you that are NBA fans and watch NBA TV and ESPN Sports Center and YouTube and this tube and that tube. Yeah, it's just come on, man. <laughs> come on, Jimmy Butler. That's just too much. Too much. It was funny seeing Spolstra say, "You want to fight me?" <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> Like, really? You're going to come at me? Like, you, you actually want to fight me, too, now? Like, what, what's wrong with you? Who don't you want to fight? Jeez. Yeah, Jimmy, if you could just take a seat now, that would be great. Or if you could just, uh, yeah, take this pink slip and go somewhere else. Okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's about what the Wolves did in this game. They missed a lot of layups and lost, and damn it. This, is the, this was that game. This was that game, you know? It, it really was. This was that game. That could have catapulted this club out of the bubble, so to speak, or what do they call it, play in, uh, out of the playing range, so to speak, the 7-10 to 10 range. It could have pulled the Wolves out of it, but every time we think we're out, they pull us back in. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Thank you, Al Pacino, or should I say Michael Corleone. Yeah, that's pretty much how we feel about this uh, <laughs> play-in tournament, the, the play-in game, so to speak. Every time we think we're out, yeah, you, 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 you heard me already. Uh, yeah, sucks. And then you get to play Phoenix next. That, that's your reward for, even if you did beat Dallas, that's your reward. You get to play the Phoenix Suns who, you know, are beating everybody. No Chris Paul, no problem. They took care of business again. And somebody, as Paul Allen might say, somebody put a body on DeAndre Ayton. How many times did he have about eight feet to make a move and drive to the basket. You know how we always love when Carl Anthony Towns drives to the basket? That's actually his ultra. That's, you know, we always wish that more out of Kevin Garnett during his career as well. He probably would have scored a hell of a lot more instead of settling for mid-range shots, which Garnett did do quite a bit and turnarounds and all that. And he had a great career, I know, but he would have scored a hell of a lot more if he drove to the basket more often. And that's why Kevin uh, Carl Anthony Towns has, some, has had some unbelievable games this season. And he should make second team All NBA, if not, uh, you know, he, he, he should at least make third, if not second. Uh, pardon me. But uh, DeAndre Ayton was given all the space in the world. I, I mean, there's no Chris Paul. We all know how Devin Booker can be dangerous, and he's a cocky mother jammer. He's a cocky mama jammer, and he drives me nuts. DeAndre Ayton, though, was left pretty much open so many times in this game. All he had to do was make a move. Nobody's there, dunk or layup or whatever. Uh, I like DeAndre Aiden a lot. I don't think he's like a franchise center necessarily, but he's, he's way up there. He's like maybe a tier right below it. Like a number two star on a team. Uh, depending on how great Anthony Edwards becomes in the next couple of years, we'll see. But <laughs> Carl's obviously, it could be just 1A, 1B between those two guys rather than an AB type of thing with Carl and and uh, Ant, with Cat and Ant, as you want to call them. Um, but Aiden, my goodness, DeAndre Aiden. Again, I, I like him. I like him. He's a cool guy. He's a good player. But my goodness, I mean, my goodness. Uh, there's a reason why he had 35 points. <laughs> and I don't know. It's kind of weird to think that's his career high. It is kind of weird. Because he had some damn good games last season. He's had, so he, he's had a lot of good games. Uh, again, you have missed layups in this one. And JaVel McGee with four blocks. That was really annoying. In just eight and a half minutes. Like, really? Four blocks? It's frustrating. Um, and again, Anthony Edwards missing layups, getting a little too cute, and seven to ten, uh, seven to seventeen from the floor should have been a better game. Uh, and Ant is Anthony Edwards, however you want to call him, 
Had some unbelievable games against Phoenix. You remember last year was his first 40-plus game, and Carl had 40 in the same night. It was just an awesome moment. Uh, Russell struggled the entire night, over 5. Patrick Everly, over 4 from downtown. Carl Anthony Towns, over 3 from downtown. Holy crap. Uh, do you think Do you think that's why we lost? I think that's part of it. O of 11 from three guys you can rely on from downtown. Yeah. O of 11 is not a good number. <laughs> that's... It's not a good number. Just keep missing, I guess. Uh, the bench was great in this game. Jalen Noel, 15 points in 12 minutes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. 5 of 9 from the floor. Nas Reed, 10 points in minimal time. Torian Prince, 10 points. Not nearly as efficient as the other two, but still nice. And Malik Beasley, very, very efficient in the game. Um, it's like you almost barely notice him sometimes, but that, that catch and shoot 3. Is, is is nice. Catch and shoot corner three from Malik Beasley is becoming more and more of a, a thing, and it's very enjoyable to watch. He's a valuable son of a gun, so I would I might actually have missed him if the Wolves traded him, depending on who we'd get in return, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I, the Malik Beasley we've had since about two weeks before the trade deadline has been a beautiful thing, most of the time. Uh, he only attempted one shot be, uh, in front of the arc in the game. And missed it. That's funny. It's sad, but funny <laughs> at the same time. Um, but just another frustrating night. Nice to see Vanderbilt getting back into the double-double town. Getting a uh, double-double category. Double-double club. There we go. That's what I was looking for. That was great to see. Um, at the same time, yeah, I mean, he still doesn't appear to be himself. He's definitely been struggling for a while. Anthony Edwards with the knee. Uh, Jared with a quad. Uh, and Carl Anthony Towns with foul trouble. Come on, man. Not again. That didn't help in a game when DeAndre Ayton was just ha having his way throughout the night. Uh, the defense on DeAndre Ayton was abysmal. It was abysmal, uh, to say the least. That's pretty much the big frustration in this night other than, again, Mr. Mr. What's-His-Name. <laughs> Mr. What's-His-Name hitting big shots down the stretch and getting to the line and making them and, yeah, Mr. What's-His-Name. Devin Booker. Phoenix Suns do look like a championship team and, quite frankly, for their sake and especially especially for their fans' sake, who've waited 51 years, 51 years, Minnesota Viking fans can relate. Of course, it's been in the 60s with us. It's been like 61 years for Minnesota Viking fans, but uh, you get the idea. It's been more than that even. Yeah, 61 years um, without a championship. So, I mean, go Suns. The Suns make the playoffs, especially get to the finals. Go Suns. Uh, I can't see myself cheering for... Any uh, anybody in the East, believe it or not, as much as I like the Eastern Conference over, Fe uh, uh, but um, much as I like the Eastern Conference, I'd probably cheer for Phoenix over any of them at, at this point. Uh, maybe the Hawks. <laughs> I'd like to see Atlanta win. That would be cool. But the odds of that are one in a billion. Um, Brooklyn wouldn't be the worst thing ever, I guess. But no, go Phoenix Suns. That'd be awesome if the that fan base is able to get that. Otherwise, of course, Timberwolves would be my a million percent my top choice. But the odds of that happening are so slim because of teams like Phoenix. Not because we're bad, but because of teams because of teams like Phoenix. Teams like, <clears throat> you know, I, I won't say the Heat. I, I mean, we might actually compete compete well against them at the end of the day. Teams like the freaking Warriors, unfortunately. It's a big problem, obviously. So it just kind of is what it is when you look at that. So I won't go on and on, but I, I do think the Wolves could beat Memphis in a series. Believe it or not, it's just a good matchup. Not because Memphis is bad and they're going to choke. It's because the Wolves are a good matchup. That's that's the whole reason. Uh, at this moment, Minnesota is officially one full game behind the Denver Nuggets to get pulled out of this uh, play-in deal. 
Otherwise, we get to play the Los Angeles Lakers. That would be the 10th seed. Clippers and Nolans, believe it or not, Nolans still hanging around, would be the ninth seed. Both the Lakers and Clippers have crappy records, 31 and 42. I, I just, when I see that with the Lakers, I, I can't believe it. Can't believe it, and that's why I've been so damn critical of them all year, because it's insane. It's ridiculous. And then they're celebrating these these great stats by LeBron James versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it's like, you know, that is such an empty thing to celebrate at this stage when your team is 10 games under 500, and, you know, you put that, that group of players together, and that's the best you can do. It's just, and then you celebrate about cool, like, what is he, what was he, 16-1 and one versus the Cavaliers historically? So freaking what? Like, what good is that going to do you? You're just grasping for straws, guys. Come on. And again, I'm not hating on the Lakers necessarily. I'm just hating on what's going on there. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. And <laughs> I feel for fans that uh, aren't jackasses because <laughs> there are a lot of jackass Laker fans. Of, of, of course there are. But there's like there's Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Kalen West, guys like that. Of course I feel for them. I can imagine how frustrating that would be. But yeah, what am I talking about? <laughs> no, 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 it's because they're friends, but feeling sorry for Lakers fans is hard hard to do because they have 17 titles. <laughs> Excuse me, 12. <clears throat> 12. That's right, 12, but 17 total, I guess. Uh, with that said, again, Phoenix Suns end up winning the game. Wolves unable to get the job done down the stretch. Another night of frustration and, of course, clutch play by the Phoenix Suns that gets the job done despite Chris Paul not being available. Chris Paul, get healthy, stay healthy. Don't make a jackass of yourself, and uh, maybe you'll get to hold the trophy at least once in your career, which I think is well-deserved. It's hard for me to say that because the guy has given us trouble in the past, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's not the nicest guy in the world. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> there's a reason why Patrick Beverly shoved him really hard last year. There, 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 there's two sides to that coin. It isn't just Patrick Beverly's a, a goon or whatever. That's not what that is. <laughs> you don't think Chris Paul like got under his skin beyond belief and he just had enough? So there's there's two sides to every coin, folks. With that said, one and two week, little frustrating. The this is gonna be really hard because nobody really stood out that great this week. Mm, I might have to go into the. I might have to go somewhere, uh, so somewhat unexpected. <sighs> I'm gonna kind of backtrack a bit. But for the Lone Wolf Award, mm, I think I'm going to give the I'm going to give the Johnny Flynn Award out early. It's going to be D'Angelo Russell. I think he had a lousy week. I don't know is he not healthy again or is he just struggling? But he's definitely reverted back to a guy who's not been playing well. He had a good game against Dallas. Let's be fair. But generally speaking, I don't know. Um, God, it's almost it's really tough to give out a Lone Wolf this week though. Because it was kind of hot, cold, hot, cold. Anthony Edwards had some really nice moments, and then he missed a million layups. Carl Anthony Towns got into foul trouble. It's going to be Towns by default. It's just going to have to be the safe route here. Because it's like, I'm thinking almost the Wolves, guys like Malik Beasley and such, but even he had some meh games in here mixed in against, like, Dallas. He wasn't that good against Dallas. Yeah, and Torian Prince, 6 of 16. Yeah, he had 17 points, but it took 16 shots to get there. Patrick Beverly did not have a good week. He was not good this week, and I'm just being honest. So we'll just go with Carlton Towns. He is the Lone Wolf Award winner um, at the end of the day. I have almost impo It's almost impossible for me to give Patrick Beverly a uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial, even though he had a bad week. He, he did. He shot like 20%, it felt like. Maybe 35 or something. 
But yeah, Russell, even in the game we had eight, when he had 18 points, 6 of 16. That's not good enough. With that said, we'll take a quick break and we'll preview the three games coming up. Segment number two, the preview segment. Three games to preview coming up this next week. And then next week we'll be previewing five games. Since it's all, you can just lump it all together since there's just one extra game to wrap up the season. We're already at the end here. Dallas again. Dallas Mavericks on the 25th. That's today. Boston Celtics in Boston at 5 p.m. That'll be fun. I I like Sunday evening games. I'm glad it's not too early in the day because it's like, again... You know, come on, it's spring, it's the weekend, and you want to be outside a little bit. I don't like matinee games. Toronto, next Thursday, right? No, Wednesday. Toronto on next Wednesday at 6.30. Nice East Coast one, and that's eh, this could be a tough week, too. It could be. We'll see. I'm hoping it's not too tough. Yeah, I, I don't know. Boston Celtics, though, nope. The same annoying team that Gallander was a little bit last time around. Luka Doncic is always an interesting player, I suppose. Certainly not that great of a shooter from downtown, but he can make his shots. This is a must-win game as far as I'm concerned if you want to get out of this, uh, yeah, if you want to get pulled out of this. <laughs> if you want to get, if you want to have a chance to get out of this whole play-in situation instead of uh, happen to what, uh, instead of it end up what happened to uh, El Pacino. Every time you think you're out, they pull you back in. You don't want to get pulled back in. And that's the fear going forward. Again, Christoph Przingis is in Washington. I'm not going to talk about him being on the Mavericks anymore because he's not. He was definitely a threat in the past. But I do think the Wolves take care of business tonight. Obviously, I'm not going to say a whole much about this team because I already talked about him. Obviously, we, we previewed the Mavericks last week and I talked about him here. Obviously, it's the same guys, the Jalen Brunsons, the Spencer Dinwiddie, who can get hot, this and that. Luka Doncic, who didn't even shoot well last time around. I, uh, you know, he scores 28 points a game. He's got the nice triple-double-ish type numbers. Turns the ball over almost five times a game as well, though. So don't forget about that. Reggie Bullock can be a threat on occasion. Uh, he's not the scariest guy in the world, though, at 39% from the floor. That's the other side of it. Um, it's... I don't know. Some Sometimes when I see this team, I don't know how they're 45 and 28, but I guess they are. Obviously, when you have a talent like Luka Doncic, good things can happen. This and that. Good chemistry together. And, of course, Jalen Brunson's obviously a wonderful player. Um, so there is that. And Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm a big fan of his. I won't be making fun of his name anymore. Look at that, 50%. My God, he's, he's, he's incredible. That's great for a guard. Uh, but Wolves will take care of business. I think a comfortable 10-point victory. Not... Comfortable, comfortable enough. Wolves win by 10 tonight. I think the offense shows up and says, enough is enough. I think Chris Finch will have this team ready to play. And the Wolves win by a final score of 120 to 110. The Wolves end up winning the game again. They only are 23rd in the league in points. So it was a lower scoring game, despite the fact Luka Doncic doesn't really defend anybody. He'll, he'll, he'll get some steals. He'll get his hands in there. But we all know what that means. You know, it's just getting steals. Does that mean you're a good defender? It means you're good at. Uh, it means you're a good ball hawk. But at the same time, you might give up layups as well. There's a risk to everything. 
like you're a ball hawk in the NFL, you know, you gamble a little too much, you're going to get burned for a 60 yards or something. So that's just reality in sports. So, again, a comfortable win for the Timberwolves. We'll move forward for the sake of time. Not that I'm that strapped for time, but, but might as well keep moving since it's Dallas. Let's talk about somebody new. Boston Celtics, after kind of a mass season, they've quietly been creeping up in that Eastern Conference. They're now 46-28. and 28. Not bad, eh? Why did I click on that? <laughs> but, yeah, 46-28. and 28. They would be four games ahead of the Timberwolves, which nowadays that's actually pretty impressive to be four games ahead of the Timberwolves. Uh, Marcus Smart, a guy we wanted to trade for with uh, Malik Beasley and such. Of course, that did not happen, unfortunately. This one is in Boston, which isn't always a good thing. Uh, apparently, Marcus Smart has illness, so we'll see what that means. But um, lately, illness doesn't mean COVID-19 anymore, so that's cool. Timberwolves ended up winning by five earlier in the season, 108-103. Uh, Minnesota, again, still number one in the league in points at 115 a game. Boston right in the middle at 15th. 15th or 5th in rebounds, though. They're really good at that. Obviously, lots of big players there. They make their free throws. Their three-point percentage is slightly inferior to us. <laughs> They're 17th in the league, 0.4% weaker than the Timberwolves. Wolves are 4th in steals. Celtics are 17th. But the Celtics are six, or excuse me, 2nd in blocks with 6 a game. Awesome numbers. Wolves and Celtics are dead even with assist-to-turnover ratio. 11th in the league. Celtics have won 5 in a row, at the very least. They've been playing some great ball, uh, or at least they're 5-0 in their last five anyway. Uh, they beat the Golden State Warriors. Again, no Steph Curry, so yeah, I know. Steph Curry always magically gets hurt around this time of year, and in the NBA Finals, too, if they, if they get that far, which I pray to God they don't. 110-88, to 88, crushed the the uh, limited Warriors there. <laughs> and the Celtics destroy a Sacramento team that I'm not sure what's going on there either by... 29 in the game. 29-point victory. 126-97 to 97 in Sacramento. That wouldn't have been fun if you're a Kings fan. In Denver, the Celtics win by 20 points. 124-104. Whew, they're playing great. Nine points over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Far inferior to the previous team there with Denver. And, my God, what is up with this? The Celtics, 125-97 over the Utah Jazz. Jeez, Celtics are playing some great basketball right now. Which scares me quite a bit going into this game. Quite a bit. Obviously, they're top-heavy they're top when you have guys like uh, Jason Tatum. Robert Williams can rebound the ball, no doubt. Jalen Brown can be great, but he also can get hurt. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. It is Schroeder, yeah. Because <laughs> there's always Schroeder and Schroeder and Schroeder and Schroeder and Schroeder. Yeah, this one's Schroeder. I'm probably saying it wrong, too. It's Dennis Schroeder, isn't it? It's Schroeder, Yep. <laughs> I can, oh, there's like 17 pronunciations of this name with all these uh, other players like Jay Schrader of the Raiders. Jay Schrader, the Raider. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Al Horford, obviously great rebounder still all these years later. I can't believe he's still playing. He's ancient history now. I still remember when the Wolves were going to trade Garnett to the Hawks. That was one of the you know scenarios. Al Horford would have been uh, coming here in that one as a youngster. Man, that's how long ago that was, because Hal Horvath's considered ancient now. Uh, Enos Freedom, I appreciate what he stands for in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, Joe Johnson, the ancient one, only played one game for his former club. Only one game, that's too bad. I would have liked to have seen more of that. <laughs> the ancient one, Joe Johnson. Marcus Smart, like I said, ill. Uh, Jason Tatum, he was the last guy to go off for 60 points. That was last March. 
years ago, or yeah, one year ago, and uh, pardon me, he's a guy who can go out for, you know, 40 points any given night. He's averaging 27 a game. He's having an, another great season. He's a franchise player for the most part, I'd have to say. Uh, I'd like to see him step up and take this team further. I'm, I'm happy to see the Celtics doing well. Maybe they'll be a threat in the Eastern Conference this year, believe it or not, because they have really emerged the last couple weeks here. I do not think the Wolves beat the Boston Celtics, unfortunately, because how great they're playing. It's a road game. We usually struggle over there. And it's not just because it's a road game, but we usually struggle. Uh, the four-game break could possibly help or hurt the Celtics. Maybe get guys healthy like a Marcus Smart or whatever, or anybody else with aching, you know, knees or whatever, ankles or who knows what the heck else. Cause obviously, guys get banged up during the course of a season. Um, or, it could, or it could ice their run. So that's the other side of it. We'll see what happens. But right now, I think, sorry for the background noise, but you know what's going on, most of you. <laughs> yep, um, it's not me doing it either, of course. <laughs> but I think the Celtics win this game something along the lines of 117 to 112. I think they win by five, but the Celtics end up winning the game. Wolves are in it the whole way, but the Celtics end up getting the job done. Jason Tatum with 30-plus. Uh, and I, th I got a feeling, like, uh, I think Malik Beasley's going to have a really nice night. I think he's going to get 20-plus. But the leading scorer is going to be D'Angelo Russell for some reason. He usually plays well against the Celtics. 28-32 to 32 for D'Angelo Russell, but the Wolves don't win the game. Versus the Dallas Mavericks, Carl Anthony Towns gets 35. I think Wolves have a great game that night. 35 for Carl in that one. Um, now we move on to play the Toronto Raptors, a team that uh, almost forgot they existed sometimes. And they're having a pretty solid season. After They're another team that was like, you didn't really think about the Toronto Raptors, and now... Now you can, because they're playing much better as well. They're 3-2 and two in their last five. It's kind of like back and forth, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So if the pattern continues, they'd lose to Indiana, beat the Celtics, lose to Minnesota. All right. So I'm going to step out in faith on that one, if you can guess where I'm headed. Uh, Pascal Siakam is a wonderful player, obviously. Fred Van Leet is probably the best player on that club. Gary Trent emerged nicely this season after, again, a very slow start to his career because kind of buried on the bench. Not because he stunk or anything, just buried on the bench in, in Portland and winds up now. And, and with Dallas, he got more minutes. He was completely buried in Portland. More minutes in Dallas, and now with Toronto, he is playing 35 minutes a game, averaging 18 points, 37.5% from downtown. He's making his free throws. Only 40% from the floor, which is kind of annoying, but that probably also tells you he's shooting like, you know, 85% of his, percent of his shots are probably three-pointers. I think it's safe to say. It's funny, too, though, when you have guys like Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr., and they're 18%, or they're 18th, 18th, not 18%, 18th in the NBA in three-point percentage, right at 35. Uh, Toronto's 17th in points with 109 a game, 9th in rebounds. Uh, their field goal percentage is lousy, but that's earlier in the season, partially. 26th in the league. They're third in protecting the ball, though. That's Fred Van Vliet right there, protecting the ball, and third in steals as well. So not only do they protect the ball, but they take it away. Almost nine steals a game. That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. Uh, where was I? How did I wind up here? So confusing. Okay, yeah, yeah I guess you can do that either way. I see. Okay, I see what's going on now. Confusing myself. But no, Toronto's definitely emerging nicely. Uh, they should make the postseason. They're, what, 41-32. and 32. They're third in the Atlantic. Gary Trent Jr. has a toe issue as of the 21st of March. What's up with that day? It shows up all the time. And then Anobai. 
Anunobi, OG is what you might want to call him, with a broken finger as of Feb 25. So it's about five weeks by the time we play them. So getting there. Toronto won in Minnesota, 103-91. I think the Wolves return the favor with a road victory over Toronto. Even though the Raptors are good, I got a feeling that Chris Finch is going to going to beat his former club there as his uh, assistant coach there in Toronto. He was like assistant head coach, basically, um, and next in line for something somewhere, which thankfully was us. I'm Again, I'm really sorry to Ryan Saunders. wasn't the nice way. It, it wasn't handled in the nicest way, but uh, that was an unbelievable upgrade. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying it. And it was like immediate, in my opinion, even though the Wolves started 0-5 with him. It didn't matter. Just like with Ryan, as we, the Wolves started so well, didn't matter either, did it? <laughs> and I remember kind of predicting that. I'm like, why do I have a feeling this is going to go the opposite way? It did. It did. <laughs> you get all excited the first couple of games. Oh, Ryan's the greatest guy ever. Oh, I love him so much. And then it's just like, what the hell is this? You know? <laughs> and these lineups make no sense. Zero. You know, like six foot seven guys guarding DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It was stuff like that. Okay, Toronto. As of March the 16th, 103 to 100 over the Clippers on the road. Not bad. Got beat by the Lakers. Come on, Toronto. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. 128 to 123. They beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia, yet lost to the Lakers at home. Right. 93-88. Lost to Chicago in Chicago. That's not a huge surprise. 113-99. And then beat Cleveland. Not bad. 117 to 104. That's actually pretty good. Pretty good win, actually, for Toronto. But I do think the Wolves take care of business in this one. Anthony Edwards will lead the way with 33. 33 points for Anthony Edwards. The Wolves end up winning the game with a final score. This will be a road game. I think it's going to be low scoring. The classic 108 to 100 type of game. Maybe even 108, 106, 107. Maybe it goes to OT and the final score is like 118 to 117 or 115. Maybe I, maybe we go to OT. 118, 115. Wolves win. Anthony Edwards at 33. And the Wolves beat the Raptors in a close one down the stretch to go 2-1 and one this week. With that, we'll take a quick break and look at Fan Interaction. back here on Timberwolves Explosion Fan Interaction segment. This might end up being a little bit shorter show, unfortunately, but that's just how it goes. You know, I mean, some weeks are longer than others. There's more to talk about. There's this, there's that, and there's more fan interaction, which is always a huge thing. There's a little bit this week, but not, not as much as previous weeks. With that, though, first we'll get to the Vigit application. V-I-G-I-T. It's two separate words. Social media for sports bettors. Again, it is fantasy betting, basically. Social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Viget Betting League, month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, bet-free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information available on the Viget Lifeline movement where the public is betting, especially now as we're in the NCAA tournament. And, of course, down the stretch with the NBA, the NHL. And I guess soccer's back. Woohoo! So, <laughs> soccer's back. Yes, it is. Again, this is not real money wagering. 
too much action going on on this damn apartment. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and I don't mention this very often, and I should. There's a referral, there, there's a, a name you got to put when they ask who referred you. It's Paladin Alive. It is in the show description, but I should mention it on the show as well. So there's that. Then there's the Crypto.com application, and now some of the cryptocurrencies are starting to climb up a bit. Cryptos like SHIB, S-H-I-B, and Dogelon, D-O-G-E-L-O-N. They're starting to creep up a little bit, so I'm starting to see the uh, uh, account pop up a tiny bit. Crypto.com, of course, it's an app on Apple and Android devices. It sounds like a website, but it's an app. There's a referral for you right in the show description. Uh, click, click, or copy that when they ask who referred you. And you'll get $25 put in your account, and it'll help this show. So why the heck not, right? Unless you don't like this show, but hopefully you do. Twitter account, T-Wolves, at, e, uh, at T-Wolves, E-X, sorry, t- at T-Wolves, E-X. I'm a little jumpy, and I shouldn't be. Thank you, Tanae Brown, Tanae and Levi Brown out of New Zealand for retweeting the most recent show. Vince Germano out of Australia. Benzo out of Brooklyn, or no, the Bronx, out of the Bronx in New York. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate that. Benzo, great guy. Obviously, up in Random Hoops also uh, retweeted the most recent show. That is Reese Pedretti, I believe. It, yeah, it, it is, right? Yep. I'm like 99% sure that's Reese Pedretti. Yep, I okay, uh, Pumpa, also known as Pumpa, out of Brisbane, Australia. Tanae Brown says, man, I'd love to see Edwards attack the same way Noel does. Yeah, I totally feel you there. And Noel's got a nice floater as well. Noel as well. I love Jalen Noel very much. He can get red hot also from beyond the arc, but he there's a, there is something special about Jalen Noel's game. Um, he's the kind of guy you end up, you know, if he was traded, it would not be because he's just some throw-in nobody who's going to be out of the league in two years. It'd be because that other team wants him, and he would and he would uh, do well there. That's my belief with Jalen Noel. I'd say he was traded or whatever. He's not just this random guy. Ah, there he is. Cool. Isn't this cool? Yeah, because I got in touch with Adam Ryan. Adam Ryan, who has uh, long been a follower of Timberwolves Explosion, but of course is a legendary uh, NBA <laughs> history podcaster uh, in all airness and absolutely, again, a legendary show. Um, with He's had so many guests... And you know, guys like Kelly Trapuka, that was the spe- that was a special one for me, because uh, Marcus's uncle Tommy Day Senior once compared me to Kelly Trapuka, and I'm thinking Kelly Trapuka. I'm like, wait a minute, but yeah, but who, you know, I, you know, because this was like 20 years ago at the time, because he saw the way I played. I played with an aggressiveness, a good baseline shot, attack the rim, all that stuff. And I'm thinking Kelly Trapuka, who. who Who's that again? But uh, so he goes way back to the late 70s, early 80s. He played up into the end of the 80s, but he was kind of banged up by that point because of how hard he played. Small forward type of guy for the Detroit Pistons before they started winning championships. And I couldn't believe it. He played exactly the same way I did, and he's an awesome player. So, and then uh, Adam Ryan had Kelly Trapuka on, uh, and he's a New Yorker. <laughs> and it just put a smile on my face when I heard that. That, that New York personality, that New York accent, uh, just an awesome guy. And, my God, I just love that episode. That's my all-time favorite episode from Adam Ryan. But uh, also there's Christian Laidner way, 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 way back when I started listening. It was a pretty new episode. I forget if Laidner was the first guest. He's got to be one of the first five guests at the very least. But he gets some unbelievable guys on there from the Michael Jordan era, you know, 80s, 90s, but all, all the way back into the 70s as well. I just love listening to those, uh, especially when I'm working on lawns. 
uh, with the cutting grass, and especially during the cleanup season because cleanups take longer, much longer, and it's a long day outside. And listening to you know guys talking about the old days, even before I started watching, and like way way back, even before I'm born, in some cases, guys that played in the '70s or coached in the '70s and stuff. Oh, it, it's just there's something special about that show. So Adam Ryan, that's a massive plug for you. Um, <laughs> absolutely love. Just, just in case he's listening, anyway. Um, great guy. Obviously, another one of the uh, another one of the um, uh, amazing people you meet when you're friends with, uh, you know, Vince Germano, uh, Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson, guys like that. Just some unbelievable people. Thanks to the Courtside Podcast, and of course that basketball show, uh, all the way back with uh, Reese Pedretti, going back to 2012ish. Um, that's where I met a lot of these guys at the, at the beginning, and I'm just so happy to know you guys. You just don't know how much. Uh, you're like the backbone of this show, and I just appreciate it so much. Uh, Nick also, Nick Timitz, retweeted. He's from Australia as well. He retweeted it. He's also from Australia. I forget which city it was. Maybe I can click on it. No, nope, he doesn't say which city, but that's okay. I uh, was a big, uh, big fan as well, and he's a great guy also. Um, yep, he just recently found my Twitter, <laughs> because I, I heard from him on, uh, I think he has multiple Twitters, and uh, I think I first met him on Facebook, if I remember correctly. Let's go over there. I don't think there's anything there, unfortunately, this week. Yeah, and that's my own fault. Just not active. Just posting the show link, or not link even, just like a notification, and unfortunately, nothing there. There was something I almost forgot about that I wanted to talk about. I just had this thought in my head. So it's something to kind of go with as we head into this final stretch of the season and into the playoffs. And I'll probably bring it up more and more into the summer and such. Um, years ago, because this this mindset was going through my head a couple days ago, and I'm like thinking, I wish I was doing the show tomorrow, but it was Brave the Wild instead. This is Wednesday night. Uh, I was thinking, going back to the days of Garnett, Marbury, Tom Gugliotta, and how we had this, there was a buzz, and there was this special feeling like maybe this team could really be something someday, like Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals, maybe even a championship or three uh, someday. And Garnett has this future, Marbury has this future, Gugliotta, you know, a little older, but not that old, still very much in his prime. Something very magical could happen the next few years. And then they think about guys like Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. And then you have Jared Vanderbilt, Patrick Beverly, guys like that. You have Jalen Noel and guys like that. And I'm thinking, you know, and Nas Reed, of course, he's a big, he's a big piece. And Malik Beasley, maybe, we'll see what happens. But he's been really valuable lately. Uh, there's something, I think there's more here than there was then. As exciting as Garnett was and that personality and Marbury had the crazy crossover dribble and all that ability, I think there's actually more now than there was then. And that's what's got me really excited. Along with the fact that this is sacrilegious in this town and in this fan base. But I think Chris Finch will be, the, the day's coming where fans will say Chris Finch is a better coach than Flip Saunders. I think that day's coming. I'm already kind of feeling that way. But I'm going to obviously let you guys decide that on your own when the time comes. Uh, let you guys make up your own mind. But there's something here. There's something here with this team, and that's what's got me very excited. It's not just about, you know, a fanboy wearing his shades. No, th- this is me as a as a objective NBA analyst and Timberwolves podcaster giving you my opinion from the past to today of how I, I see the the future of this current club. So I thought I'd bring that up, and I'll probably bring that up some more during the course of the uh, State of the Timberwolves and all that and free agency, draft review, all that good stuff into the summer. But 
just thought I'd maybe leave you with that thought. Other than that, please do write a positive rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Audible. I believe those are the ones you can do that. And then Spotify allows you to do a star rating. I don't think they do reviews. And the final, final thing of the show would be don't be afraid to call in if you like. I'd love to hear your voice. You do that via audio submission. You open any smart device on the planet. There's free voice recording applications. You just open it, press record, treat it like a phone call. Then you hit stop and share it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. With that, hope you enjoyed my last little comment there. Hope you have a wonderful week and the Wolves can continue to take care of business against some tough opponents. Mm-hmm.